Everybody, welcome to another installment of Show to Be with Mike G, the show of life, the show of Jeff Buckley, Third Eye Blind, Nick Cave in the Bad Season, so much more. Today is the show that I have been waiting to share with you guys. Just a few weeks ago, Mr. Jonathan Wingo of the Balvenie and I sat down in the studio, picked out some tracks, five apiece, and we paired them with our favorite whiskeys, some rare, some accessible, but all very beautiful Sips, And we kind of talk about why these songs move us, why they pair with these whiskeys. It gets dark, it gets funny, it gets light, it gets everywhere in between. And Mr. Jonathan Wingo had a birthday just this week on October 31st, the fine holiday of Halloween. And this is a great gift, a great homage to him. And if you want to spend some time on the road listening to some tracks and listen to he and I joking around, here you have it. Jonathan Wingo and I and 10 great tracks with 10 great whiskeys. We always bonded from the first moment that I met you at the bar at Box Table or in a Saddle Creek shirt. We always bonded over music. So it makes perfect sense and it's perfectly balanced that we're here now getting to riff song to song. So what we kind of agreed upon is that we're going to do 10 songs. We're going to make a playlist of things, two bonus tracks because obviously we're very self-indulgent but we're gonna sit here (laughs) (laughs) and we're gonna talk we're gonna we have the daunting task because someone has to do this yeah it's sacrificial it's sacrificial yeah we have the daunting task wingo to sit through these 10 (laughs) superb is probably too little of a description but fucking spectacular whiskeys and talk about how whiskey is intersected with music for us and talk about how these songs have potentially affected us yeah. 10 songs in total. We're going to listen to these songs. This is like a KUTX, but I'm going to call it KSDV with Jonathan Wingo and nice. Mike G. Right? We're going to go through these songs. So we're going to kick it off. Obviously, we bonded over Saddle Creek. Yeah. Mr. Tim Kasher, Connor Oberst, and the likes. Omaha. Omaha representing Dan Kroll in the house. Yeah, there nice. There we go. Nice Bring it. Yeah. <laughs> there is no record that expresses in details the feelings of divorce and the aggression that's involved, the conflict, the physical damage that occurs during divorce or the unraveling of a marriage, then curses domestica. So for me, Stag Senior. <laughs> in no way are we easing into this. Well, no, not this, on the track, no. not on the whiskey. No way, man. So this is st- unapologetic. This that's is exactly how, how our conversations that, go. Exactly. <laughs> and that's how this song is. The Casualty by Cursive is an abrasive song. It's Tim Kasher's detailing of how his marriage unraveled. He moved to, to Seattle, I believe, to go and just be with this woman, leaving Cursive for a while. But it's abrupt. It's disjointed. It's a me. It's just games going back and forth. But 
Stag, albeit a beautiful, wonderful whiskey. And this is the 2015 cast strength, 138.1 ABV. <laughs> this whiskey hits with the same ferocity, the same intensity, and the same aggression. But it feels so good mm. to get it out of your system. Nice. Let's take a sip of this guy. Yeah. I didn't water this down, so I'm a fool. <laughs> I'm the fool playing the fool. That um, that first note, man. It's it. It's big. <laughs> it's really fucking big. I love uh, so. Um. This well, one. This is a hilarious experience. <laughs> um, and I like that we're starting with like the pains of divorce, and then we just started with a 140 proof whiskey. Um, but like this connection like the 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 nose there's everything that about this brings you in right and wants you to experience everything from it wants start to, to embroil yes it wants to pull you into that argument yeah there's no avoiding it no and, and you you can't dismiss it either there's no. everything about this bouquet is like you're you're here you're in the fight you're here you're here well let's listen to the fine track this first note to kick off this 10 amazing song voyage between Mr. Wingo and I Has fallen down the stairs, and I, for one, have felt its breeze. Equilibrium inebriated, our social graces have been displaced. Sink deeper into the dream. The volume increases. Nighttime resurrects my life. Silent wars. A revolution I close my eyes And the room is spinning You're screaming Sweetie, the moon has raped me It's left, it seems like a tomb inside me So I must learn to abort this fear Down. 
Starting off in a real aggressive, bold, bold way with the casualty from Cursive off Domestica. One of the most formative records for me musically. We just talked a little bit about how you felt about this song. How's it is it nice to revisit it with some stag whiskey? Oh yeah, it's for for me that extra layer of paying attention through liquid. Yeah. Um what's interesting is it makes it kind of forces you to be in your moment. Mm which is a very weird communal thing. So I, I really believe that whiskey is communal and you want to, there is something to be said about a lone drink by yourself sure. to contemplate. But if you want to bring f- friends together, especially for these rare whiskeys, you want to hang out, you want to share it. Right. It's a very intimate, weird, weird for the lack of, it's, it's, a, it's only weird because it's not normal to be able to have a communal moment in your personal moment. Right. Like to be taken back to, Years ago, sitting in when you're in the dark contemplating, yeah, I just got taken there with the whiskey. I think that's a very interesting sliver. I never thought about it like that. I wasn't anticipating that, yeah. but it felt very personal, and the connection was through the whiskey. Yeah, that's the only thing that we could really share, right? That's I can't right. see how you perceive that at the time. I can definitely hear the. I can hear the the track, the mode. anguish, yeah, <laughs> and I can see possibly right where right, you're right, at, right. but. When we when we're having the same whiskey, that is like common ground. It's like, oh, that's a that's a new wrinkle, yeah. you know. That's an incredible thing. Well, you know, many of the tracks we're gonna, they're going to take us up and down, yeah. side <laughs> to side. The next one, however, for me is a beautiful track. It's wintry, it's morose, but not depressive. It's not an angry track. And this is Interpol's Untitled, the first <gasps> track, basically their intro into the world as a band. And it is one of the most beautifully, mostly instrumental songs I've ever heard. It's like honey. And Elmer T. Lee, the notable master distiller for Buffalo Trace, always said, my barrels, they're the honey barrels. Nice. Sweet, smooth, comforting. This song does exactly that for me in a bourbon-centric kind of way. So this is your first time tasting. This is the commemorative edition at 90, I'll do the math right, 93%. They're 93 proof, 46.5%. Buffalo Trace Distillery, amazing guy. This is in his honor. We're raising our glass to Mr. Elmer Tilly now. How do you feel about this guy? Yeah, I... I mean, the nose, dude. Jeez. Yeah. Honey, god damn. Well, it's, it's fun. We we went from a Buffalo Trace whiskey mm-hmm. to another Buffalo Trace whiskey. But it's, it's, it's different in a fun way. One, proof mm-hmm. is very different, right? So this one, at least, it, it pulls you into in a different way of like almost easing mm-hmm. and in terms of like literally honey it's that it's that familiar where it sits down on your nose i mean at 93 proof there's certainly stuff coming up at you yeah but it's so it it, it makes you want to just 
pull it in. It's like everything in this mix. For me, this song encompasses everything. Everything's sitting perfectly. Mm. It's beautifully married, and it creates massive, massive aural texture. So, without further ado, Interpol Untitled.
All I can hope is we can keep playing songs like this, Wingo. Yep. Track two of this 10-song foray. No, track two. We had Cursive first, the casualty, and then now Interpol Untitled. The foray into Interpol as a band, their Sonic Spectrum, this fucking great song, Drinking Elmer T. Lee. So, you know, enough about me for now. I picked two <laughs> songs. This is already 20% of the 10 songs that we've got. Wow. I want to know. Say it like that. Right. <laughs> well, I've had so many feelings. <laughs> doesn't feel like 20%. Are we even going to be able to continue, given one, that we're drinking great whiskey, and two, that this is an emotional overload? This it's a is lot. me sharing. This yeah. is you sharing these feelings. Yeah. Um, I Maybe this this particular track will help because it's a pause with a, it's a less direct connection with, um, it's very much time and moment. Right. Um, and it co- correlates with the whiskey, but less about it's it's less um, me opening my chest up. Okay, so that's good, and it's actually a fun transition from Interpol. This track to me, um, the, the the Nick Cave, um, "Do You Love Me," is so connected not only to New York for me, right? Which I love hearing that Interpol track. I was like, oh man, I just remember that first time <laughs> you hear it. You know, walking like you streets. said when it was cool to like bands from Brooklyn. Yeah, when you could say like, "Oh, they're from Brooklyn." You're like, yeah. oh, cool, cool. <laughs> uh, so this this uh, reminds me. I, I used to live on First Street in New York City. Um, it was a crazy block. It had anything that you could want on a block. Right. And, and I had a local coffee shop that I'd go into. Uh, and this track was playing in there, uh, and the barista just hated anybody who came in there. Not not really, but right. just needed to like put that persona on. Sure. So, you know, this is my local. Like, it's four doors down. I'm in there all the time. Dude knows me. We have conversations. And it wasn't until I asked about this track. Um, And I knew Birthday Party, which is weird. Most people know Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds. Right, right. Um, I knew Birthday Party from a different time in Dallas. Um, He said, this is Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds. And I was like, oh, okay, you know, fine. And I, I totally got into this track. And it really started to symbolize my transition into my New York of like walking streets where I felt like I'm saying hi to the barista. I have yeah. a connection on my block in this town of anonymity. Right. In this, the, the lyrics are hilarious. Just like in a, not sorry, not literally hilarious, but <laughs> like it's very emotive, very open and raw. And in, I felt so posery sipping on like this foamy, coffee drink listening to nick cave pour his heart out you know 20 years earlier and then making that part of my story of what would be new york and in this this transition is going into um whiskey for me so whiskey had always been a hobby but this has really started to be the transition into making it part of my career and um this was not one of the first whiskeys i had but it was certainly one of the first ones that i had that helped me really appreciate why an entire category should exist right and it started to make me feel like, okay, I have a place. I understand this whiskey. I have my track to like walk the streets. Um, and it, it, it is by no coincidence that this is a very high proof whiskey. <laughs> and this yeah. track. 134.6, this 2015 William LaRue Weller. You got oh. good taste too, man. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I know. <laughs> I love it. It's an old weeder. Yeah. Uh, so it should be very, very fruity on the nose, that thing that draws you in. But I love that there's that, that uh, even anybody who's not heard the track, I'm sorry, you should. It's amazing. But the it's Do You Love Me, 
uh, like I love you. Uh, and it's like this wonderful like internal shift of like uh, going out, going out, going out, but needing that approval. So when you're drinking this really high proof, you're like totally into it, but right. then it just really bites you back. <laughs> So it draws you in, but... Oh, the you, woes of love. Yeah. Bingo, the woes of love. But it's... For me, I'm going to make it about the city. Less less so about mm, personal mm. relationships. Mm. A monster. Oh, my gosh. Oh, wow. It doesn't give up, huh? No, dude. It's grassy, too. It's really green. Yeah. So why I like old weeders is that wheat, for some reason, as it gets old in that cask, really starts to show this fruit quality. Yeah. It, won't, it won't stand up spicy like a good old rye like the stag we had it should sit back a little bit and give you that fruit note mm. this does not relent no this to me is new york city <laughs> <laughs> the fun the noise the antics never fucking stop no. so here we go track number three do you love me nick cave and the bad seeds
of love and devotion Shed a mind full of tyranny and terror Well I try, I do, I really try But I just err, baby, I do error So come find me, my darling one I'm down the grounds, the very dregs Racial cones blocking the sun Blood running down the inside of her legs The moon in the sky is a battered and mangled And the bells in the chapel go jingle, jangle, jingle, jangle, jingle, 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 So the number three track, talking about your relationship with New York, Do You Love Me? Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds, drinking some William LaRue Weller, 2015. We're talking about it. Interesting whiskey, delicious, big, bold, blah, blah, blah. Driving baseline, for the first time hearing that song, I'm kind of astounded with how every little piece just adds to the overall dynamic of the song. That bass just keeps marching. Oh, doesn't really change through the whole six minutes that song, but it gets you going oh yeah brilliant so we return to song number four this song is the most literal song that's rather a song that's literally about whiskey oh this is the poison by, <laughs> <laughs> but not by poison ironically enough but the poison by page of the lion off their last record even though they've reformed here recently achilles heel it's the last track it is the most depressing or one of the most depressing songs i've ever heard after many, many bouts with sadness, depression, drinking whiskey to create, drinking whiskey to write, thinking that no one would ever love me, that I would never be able to love anybody else. They would just leave me, right? All these things that they're very internal artistic things. This song captures it perfectly. And the last line of lyrics is one of the most profoundly sad and deafening lyrics. And again, as we were talking earlier, Dave Bazan delivering this with such fucking adept 
monotony almost, monophone nature, right? This is a very dark, brooding song. I just feel that a very masculine whiskey, the Knob Creek here, distilled in 2001 at 100 proof, is the perfect accoutrement to this dastardly dive into the artistic spirit. How do you feel about this guy? Love the nose. Um, I'm also I'm I'm getting a cool kind of thing going on here too, like a fruitiness amongst all that rough, rough leather. Yeah, it's interesting for me. Um, Knob Creek always uh, holds on, or Jim Beam, anything from Jim Beam holds on to this impossible mix of of um, hay, mm. um, not in a way uh, like folks in Bardstown, we're talking like a very specific cusp and hold and they, they play with their, their warehousing. So I wouldn't ever recognize this as a knob Creek. Mm. This is um, super inviting. And I'm, I'm wondering, it's funny for me to experience both these songs and your explanation of them. And then these whiskeys. Um, I think this is, I've, this is a super rare whiskey. Mm. Um, I think I just happen to have had this or maybe one one other time ever. Um, but it's interesting to go down that path with you of like being academic about the whiskey yeah. and then being completely unacademic <laughs> of, of, of being, you know, vulnerable right. um, to, to what is what, what you're wanting to share. Right. Um, and I find it fascinating that it's um, that is it the whiskey that's drawing the, track out of you or is it the track that's drawing the whiskey out of you and i feel like the poison almost tips the nod a little bit um but i wonder if it's i i mean i think most of this stuff is about balance right and we're 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 able to take these big intense whiskeys because we know what's about to come or there's there's sweetness there or there's something else happening and i I would feel like if this was just like a, a a tunnel a dark dark tunnel where the train's going and there's no light at the end of it like you perfect you You got it you wouldn't pursue right you you need something right you need that extra little bit um so i love that this is like the most profoundly sad song you've ever heard and i feel like this whiskey will accompany it but i also think that this whiskey smells so inviting yeah that i wouldn't again i wouldn't just dismiss it i was like nope you know you don't you don't nope it you're like Oh wait! All right, I'll 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 venture down this this memory lane. You know, we got to go down this path. Yeah, and this is the poison again. The most literal song about whiskey I can recall by Pedro the Lion. The poison makes its way through my body slowly to the pleasure. Centers of my brain. If you were here, I would admit that I'm an asshole. But now it's over, and I can't stay sober. Though it isn't like I tried 
invitation Or out for dinner In a nearby town I was so proud Just to have you go that is track number four jesus christ we've already dipped into depressive tendencies in track number four the I, poison by page of the line what do you think why why um there there's just a little element for me of masochism sure. that is showing through because you chose very delicious whiskey <laughs> yeah. to be like the best stage or backdrop to one of the more cut through songs <laughs> that I think we might listen to on this whole track. Right. What are you thinking? Why choose, like, why not Malort? Or why not? I mean, I know that's not a whiskey, but like, no, right. Why right. go with something so enjoyable, palatable, appreciative, rare? Right. Do you want it? that? Having that level of inspiration. And that level of self-deprecation. Sometimes the beauty in something delicious makes it all the more th- worthwhile. Hmm. And there is this creative process. There's this artistic process that I think is beautifully detailed in Darren Aronofsky's Mother, if you haven't seen it yet. But that is exactly the process. It becomes addictive. It becomes enlightening in the darkness to have something beautiful, something delicious at 100 proof. Knob Creek, distilled in 2001. I mean... It's a rare whiskey. Yeah. But the fact that you can enjoy something beautiful while pursuing your own demise emotionally. <laughs> well, it's interesting. Like, so in that track, there was never any mention of the enjoyment of consumption, right? right. It was just sobriety or not. It was, right. it was a tool. So I find it fascinating um, that, that that's that kind of meta, that next cloud level where yeah. we're looking at it. There's enjoyment not only for you t- to have that catharsis of the track, but... Right. Well, if we're going to choose our poison, if it's not detailing it, then we're going to choose <laughs> this amazing thing right. to walk us through it. I, yeah, I'm, I'm a little, 
I didn't know it was going to be so, so much. <laughs> that last line is, it's like, you know, when you hear. man used to always say <sighs> that hell would have no flames. Just a front row seat to watch your true loves walk away and pack their things. I mean, that, that line, there's no greater line. No. Depressive music. <laughs> no. And I was like, well, so at this, you know, we, we're friends. We <laughs> smile. We share a lot. <laughs> This is a lot. This is like, uh, you know, I feel like as it, it's irresponsible to the listeners. And I feel like <laughs> we're well, still here. We're still kicking. It's good. I know. I know. But, you know, like when you hear a spoiler and you're like, oh, I, I don't need to see that because there's a twist at the end of an M. Night Shyamalan film. Sure, you're like, sure. no, this is the last line. It's going to be the saddest thing. You're like, OK, I got this. I got this. No big deal. You hear you're like, yeah, yeah. Why is there sand in my eyes? This is brutal. Why do I have chills? <laughs> Chills well, are dumb. So obviously, Bonavir is the best way to re- <laughs> <laughs> to rebound from the saddest song of the evening. Evening, and you have a spit take, which is amazing. That I made Wingo spit take talking about. Oh, but natural you know transitions. Right, that's how it goes. That's what this this seat. I've got a purpose in this seat to guide this conversation. But we've got Hinnom, Texas, from Bonavir. You picked a whiskey that we don't have here tonight, but I'm really curious about this St. George single malt and how this pick became to be. Yeah, so um, this, <clears throat> for all of you vinyl nerds out there, um, Hinnom, Texas is the first track of the second side of the 2011 um, self-titled track. Is that, can you say self-titled? It's Bon Iver, Bon Iver? Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. self-titled, okay. Um, so the reason that means anything is that in the whiskey shop in Brooklyn, uh, when I had a lot of time to myself and I had a lot of time to whiskey and to kind of sort through life and things and my palate. I like to use whiskey as a verb there. I had a lot of time to whiskey things yeah, over. Yeah. <laughs> whiskey is a verb. Um, I was always uh, very aware of that second track on the, or the first track on the second side because right. it would pull you out when you hear the click, click. Right, you have to pull out whatever you're doing. You go back to the record and you turn it over. Right. So I would hear those more often than not. Um, and with that came my journey into St. George. And St. George is a lovely distillery. Um, out, they're in Alameda, California, but just Bay Area, California. Been distilling since early, I, I believe, 1982. Mm. So super old school. Um, and their approach to single malt was way before people were thinking about American single malt or really single malt in general. Um, they were just kind of doing this thing. Um, and it, there is something about paying attention to the first track of the other side of the record in the whiskey shop and paying attention to this whiskey that goes through four different types of maturation. Yeah. So they um, they have a great partnership with a brewery up the road that makes their wash. They take that wash and they put it into uh, four different types of casts. They independently age them, and then they marry them to great effect. And if you were to nose it, it's this um, wonderfully bizarre, like familiar yet not something. You're looking at it, you're like American single malt. I don't know. Uh, you you got to come with everybody. Come with me on this journey seven years ago. Right, right? There's right. no context for American single malt. You're just kind of going through it, um, and it. This track is like very spacey. It's it's very you're aware that it's playing. Um, it happens. Hinnom is this interesting biblical reference really? to this. Yeah, it's 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 a place. Um, 
maybe referred to somewhat loosely as hell, but it's a place where people would go get buried that don't have names. Um, And uh, Justin Vernon talked about this. He imagined that place biblically being in Texas. (laughs) Uh, So I thought it was like, it was appropriate because it's so much on my mind. It it, it took me to this crazy place to, to pay attention to this whiskey. And then we are in Texas to like bring this all kind of overlapping. Amazing. It's a good song too. I did actually hear part of this one, so we are halfway through this ten song foray into darkness. Apparently, (laughs) this is going to be yeah. This is going to (laughs) be we're going to lightly airy up through. This is just a wonderful time of crazy whiskeys and exploration and space and perfect. (laughs) Track number five, bringing you Hinnom, Texas, by Bonavera, Mister Jonathan Wingo's pick with the St. George single mall of which we don't have, so we have a reprieve from drinking for just a few moments. In the first of life, past the Nokai, bodies wrapped in white, stranded everything, baby passes soon. So here we are. We finished track number five, Hinnom, Texas from Bonavere. First song of sign two makes you engage with the physical act of flipping a vinyl. Brilliant song, spacey, 
makes me feel no different about small town Texas, frankly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fair. Fair, right? Fair, yeah. So we are just over the hump, five songs in. We're going to approach song six with the beautiful Nina Simone with Wild Is the Wind. We're going to try a very peaty Ardbeg, the Uga doll, Uga doll. Uga doll, yeah. Uga doll, yeah. And homage to Mr. Dan Kroll and Brandon yeah. over there making great work. I mean, they're, Dan, you know, this is the thing. You were talking about Dan Kroll here just a second ago. Dan would love to be in here. Oh, he would absolutely <laughs> love this. <laughs> Get a pick songs. Oh, man. Well, we'll have to do different installments if this thing. Yeah, for sure. Out. I'd be curious to hear Dan's show. Oh, yeah. It's, oh, Dan's great. It's lo- lovely to hear him talk about the universe and place and purpose and all these wonderful things. Ardbeck is an amazing scotch expression why did you pick this particular one to match with the lovely nina simone so this is a bit um this well this is a lot so um this particular whiskey was introduced to me um while i was bartending um i was bartending uh, underground in brooklyn yeah. um and that was i was in williamsburg so uh, we opened at noon uh, but not many people woke up in that neighborhood till about four sure. so it was i was really there to uh um, order and make sure things were going well and you know take appointments and taste new things so i had a guy that would come in he's a semi-regular meaning that i'd see him every you know three or four months he lived in london he was dating a woman in brooklyn and he would come in middle of the day like whenever he'd arrive wait for her to come off work and, and we would just chat his name was jack he was awesome uh, we eventually got on to our whiskey journeys together and then one day he brought in this particular bottle and i'm running around the bar it's a u-shaped bar so there's there's physical if you can picture this, I'm like taking laps and making sure things are in place. And I'm walking past. He's like, hey, try this. And so he pulls it out and, and tastes me on it. And I take a sip literally as I'm walking past. And it stops me in my tracks. And I have what? to like backtrack and be like, what? Right. <laughs> he's like, this is one of my favorite whiskeys. I was like, okay, okay, okay. It was not like anything I had had before. Yeah. Um, so he starts to walk me through um, our bag. And he starts to walk me through Ugadal. Um Ugadal is one a sherried expression of our bag, uh, but it's also very big uh, in terms of uh, numbers. Like it's up there, one hundred three or one hundred two or something like that. Yeah, it is one hundred eight. One hundred eight, yes, which is big super, for them. Yeah, really big, really big for um, single malt. But you don't get that. It's just a big whiskey. It's lovely. It's very mm. approachable. Um, so all of that to say, it stopped me in my tracks. It made me rethink. Uh, my whiskey journey mm. in a time that I wasn't prepared for it. Um, and there was, there's something about long walks and this is another New York story, but like when you ever have to walk a bridge, there, occasionally there's strikes or you feel up for it. You're going to connect two things and you're just going to take a walk and then right. things feel longer than they should, or they feel shorter than you imagine. And it kind of messes with your, with your head and with time. And, um, that's kind of how I felt with this whiskey. The first time I had it, it was just like this this very pulled out experience of I wanted to pull each individual note. I didn't want to be at work for sure. Right. I didn't want to be taken off guard. Um, so I, I chose this track to go with this whiskey because I think you need to spend a lot of time with this whiskey. I think uh, you need to allow it to stop you in your tracks and spread out. And I love this track because it comes from a time when we perceived time differently. Mm. Right. We're very now um, we want big, fast move. We want to feel that we're very uncomfortable sitting in a space and letting things happen. And I love this track because Nina just shows 
we're on first name basis. Nina just shows <laughs> um, that she has not only the power to push through notes, but she pulls at your comfort and that you want to hear where she's going. You want to hear where the phrase is going and the, the track's so compelling that you want to hear it. Right. But then you're stuck and you're seven minutes in and that's exactly what I felt about this whiskey. Wow. You just kind of get pulled in. You want to let it sit and spread. It's big. It's not shy by any stretch of the imagination. It's talented. It's oh, a very talented whiskey. Very talented whiskey. <laughs> but by the end of it, you've been you've been listening to a seven minute track. We don't listen to seven minute tracks. That's just not a thing, you know. Right. Uh, so I I just like that these two kind of went hand in hand for me. That's amazing. Big, boisterous, seven minutes long. Wild is the wind by the beautiful Nina Simone. <laughs>
performance where i felt every note from 1964 in new york nina simone wild is the wind what did what were you thinking <laughs> why do i gotta feel all of this stuff oh. why do I, I gotta be in this room with her 
<laughs> that yeah, I do. There's something. There really is something about that recording. Oh man, that, uh, I mean, yes, it's a, an amazing performance, but there's something about that 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 recording that really is like, oh wow, I hear everything. I'm there. Yeah, totally there. We were we were you know laughing that like. You, this is one that you you do not shut your car off. You just stay and wait. You better fucking sit in that car. And you wait till the song yeah. is over. Jonathan. You will be late to that meeting. Yeah, you yeah. have to. It's it's mind altering. It stops you in your tracks. You can't not listen to the song. I Nina Simone. Yeah. Jesus, amazing. I love what I love about this setup is that we. I, I like I feel proud, right? And I was yeah. like, I did nothing except suggest that with a really good whiskey. But I do feel like that's a little bit of just desserts from the Page of the Lion track you gave sure. me. <laughs> it's like you're a good chef. You know how to please the audience. Oh my Here, goodness! Like. So I'm really happy. This is a, an amazing track. Very immersive. Takes me to New York in 1964. Sergeant Pepper's coming out. Pet Sounds coming out. Amazing time for music. And I'd say this without apology. Third Eye Blind's first record is an amazing achievement in 90s rock. I, I didn't think so at first. But over time, I think they're from San Francisco, Oakland, California for sure. Their record has really stood the test of time. So Jonathan, please tell me why track number seven is Jumper by Third Eye Blind. Sure. So, um, my first introduction to this track, I think, was like everybody. It was on the radio at a younger <laughs> time, and for me, I like looked across to everybody else in the car. I was like, "This is about suicide. Like, this is <laughs> this is a lot." You're a smart kid. Nineteen ninety-eight, whatever. The- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm precocious. Um, so, really, what this track uh, did was come back into my life. Um, there's a lot of New York centric things I'm, I'm realizing. So this came back into my life um, as I got into whiskey professionally. It's kind of a, a bit of a story about how folks discover their peers in New York. Right. Um, I had a couple of friends, and everybody had their own skill set. We were almost specializing. So I was becoming the whiskey guy. There was another guy that was like the distiller guy. There was another guy that was a beer guy, um, and all these worlds kind of collided. Uh, over this track, and there was a there was a bar. Oh, it's so good, man! There's there's a bar that um, I don't want to get anybody in trouble, so I'll just say a bar in the East Village that focused on rare, new, and unusual beer. Nice. Um, and uh, if you were friends, then you know there's the hours, and they would shut down, and they clean, and you would enjoy this. So, um. Chris Elford uh, is a dear friend um, and someone that I got into the nerdiness of not only distillation but brewing, and um, he's someone I've always looked up to as someone who pursued. He, he he you know came up through Richmond, moved to New York City because he wanted to be in the mix of it all. Right, and he started distilling at a distillery I would work for. He's he got a cicerone. He really liked beer, um, so I re- I looked up to this guy. Super serious, um, and then I have another buddy, Corey. Uh, and Corey is like, you, you have a group, and there's there's always like one like gruff jerk in mm, your group mm-hmm. group, and you he has to be your jerk, right? <laughs> Corey is our jerk, and he, you would just love to watch him interact with people because he suffered no fools, but um, he's this he's a Long Island kid, uh, amazing, like loves metal, loves hardcore, sure. 
really into music. Sick of it all, I'm sure. Oh, absolutely. Shows, right? Cro-Mags and all that. Yes. Well, sick of it all might be... No, Cro-Mags more so. For sure, yeah. Yeah, Agnostic Front, Madness. Oh, whatever. Anyway, so um, <laughs> he loves Third Eye Blind. That's appalling to me. It's amazing. <laughs> and there was this... this the, the three overlapped in that if you were in this beer bar and it closed down, this track came on. What? And you were feeling great. And I would always bring it. It's only beer. So they're giving me beer. They're giving me beer lessons. I would bring in all this crazy stuff under the table. I'd bring in my friend's stuff. So at the time, Hudson Whiskey is this, you know, very small known New York thing. Um, Gable was very nice to share. uh, But everybody's just trying to get on their feet and get, get everything known. So I'm bringing these kids into whiskey they're bringing me into beer uh we're talking we're nerding out on distillation um so i would sneak in some bottles we would share and this track was like the unifying track so this to me is new york city it is my friends and we have one friend josh who just suffers through all of this he did not (laughs) quite understand why but when you hear this and there's that in that breakdown in the middle where it's just sheer raw yelling. Can right. you imagine right. being in a bar at like 2.30 or 3 in New York, closed down, you're just with your friends. Clearly, you are screaming at the top of your lungs. <laughs> uh, so these are like some of the best beer and and uh, distilling minds in the country. Not me included. I'm just plying them. But Really smart folks really getting into Third Eye Blind. You're saying Third Eye Blind Jumper, which is our... Seventh song of this ten, rallies the greatest minds of modern distilling and brewing. Tell me, Jonathan. Tell me that's what happened. They're gonna murder me. <laughs> <laughs> well, track number seven, jumper, third eye blind. I wish you would step back from that ledge, my friend. You could cut ties with all the lives that you've been living in. away. 
third eye blind, Jonathan? <laughs> I'm so glad. I mean, the Manhattan, the Hudson Manhattan rhyme. I mean, that was a great way to revisit New York. Fuck, it's a great song. I didn't like it. We both admitted that when it came out in like 97, 98, we're too cool for that shit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you but, can't acknowledge. It's like pop suicide song on the radio. Right. That's, you're it, you can't spoon feed me at that point. I gotta find you. Right. You gotta be like my like the oh did, have you heard of that band? Yeah, his cousin has a band. Right. Who his friend is on a label where <laughs> that that manager he doesn't like. Trash. This is modern so, music, man. Yeah. yeah. This is how people are. This is how fucking pretentious I get. Arcade Fire sells out emos ten years ago. I'm not gonna go see him. <laughs> <laughs> it's oh, ridiculous. That is ridiculous. But we. Have made an amazing narrative here. Seven tracks in, drinking seven different whiskeys, some of which we had, some of which we didn't. Either way, it's amazing to talk about it. We gale ourselves at the tales of these whiskeys. This song for me, this is a Mike song. This is Next Year by Tudor Cinema Club. This song, you know, I'll tell you exactly what this brought me back to. There was a point where, you know, recovering from a divorce and recovering and trying to understand what dating is like after that this album beacon which was i think the second full length from two-door cinema club i found myself i was i didn't know really how to feel hopeful right Hmm. but this song inherently feels hopeful and i remember i was going to see quicksand just by myself taking (laughs) it as one does as one does (laughs) taking a quick trip to san diego and i was on the flight and i was listening to the song and it turned everything around for me Hmm. made me feel like you know what there's lots of opportunity. There's lots of potential. This game's not done yet. No, I'm I'm curious though how uh, approaching dating right. as um, like post divorce versus right. approaching dating pre marriage. <laughs> it's like half full, half empty, isn't it? Well, I, yeah, that's <laughs> that's what I find is interesting. Is like I wonder is this? Uh, I'm just thinking like for the kids out there that may have not experienced that oh right um is it does it require that depth it's a great point wingo so this song for some reason whatever situation i might have been in in my life it really gave me a lot of optimism and it casts kind of like this light beyond the mountain just near right so you can see there is something lurking behind there and i think it's going to be quite amazing so this is the first time and the only time in this 10-song playlist that we revisit a whiskey. This is the William LaRue Weller from hmm. 2015. Again, so sweet, and then it opens up, creates a lot of optimism. I get to share that with you here today with Tudor Cinema Club next year. <laughs>
So you you said you were gonna give me some shit about the song. Yeah, I'm curious. Uh, what allowed you to even take the song seriously? What the fuck? Why? Why? Because I feel like just like Jumper, the okay. first time you hear it, sure. contextually, you're like, Poppy. Okay. This track is incredibly poppy. Sure. What allowed you to like step off the kind of like judgment platform to fully? Oh, hear like the- to enjoy it because yes. it's kind of sugary. Well, I feel like the 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 lyrics totally held up to the way it's a complete song right however knowing you and knowing the music that you send me (laughs) from the get-go this seemed really one direction no just consumable okay which is not your style so which don't don't get me wrong no i love the track no it's great and it allowed i was after jumper i was totally Oh, I was allowed to fully get I into it. I dragged you through the dark mud of Dave Bazan and stuff for fucking 30 minutes. Yeah. So it's about time. Had kind of more optimistic track. But Makes this is like Stockholm sense. Syndrome. Like you've drugged me across <laughs> Europe in the 30s. And then you get me to the edge. It's like, okay, I give up. And you're like, hey, would you like some chocolate? I was like, yeah, I love chocolate. Why are you doing this? It's a great song. Are you So all I can say. Is that even though maybe I seem like a jaded bastard at times, I'm not. Songs that are poppy and four on the floor, they do appeal to me. And Tudor Cinema Club is a great song. This is a great song. And at that particular time, as we're talking about in my life, very, very influential. And this is why I want to kind of transition. We've got about four tracks left. We've got Bombay, Bicycle Club now, Lights Out, Words Gone. I picked because this song is so smooth, it's super sexy, it's very easy. You can just sit back and relax and listen to the song ancient age 10 years old 90 proof this is the perfect whiskey because this whiskey will leave you without a flinch we've tasted some overproof stuff some stuff that's like really has to take you and get you engaged but this truly just enjoy just enjoy sit back listen to the song and groove out this is lights out words gone by bombay bicycle club
fucking off the rail I, we talked about this earlier but this is an off the rails experience this is track nine lights out words gone bombay bicycle club <laughs> no they broke up i'm really sad yeah it's mumbai it. now yeah how do you how do you feel about it, it was a good track you, i love that track you, yeah it did i'm glad that it came when it came sure. because we were ready for like a floaty airy right just help us get take through. our head out of there yeah, because we've been drinking. This is you know at at this point nine different whiskeys and scotches, uh, or excuse me, bourbons and scotches. It's been a good journey. This is a song that 
you know, if we don't slit our wrists after this song, I'm not really sure that you've done a good job, Wingo. Yeah. So <clears throat> I chose this song, particularly with this whiskey, because it does a lot of things. It brings the audience listener immediately from the title. Right. It brings you into reverence. So same thing with this whiskey. As soon as you hear about this whiskey and its age, you're like assuming reverence. But from the first note of this track, you're like, oh, okay, this is airy. Um, it's a little haunting. Right. It throws you off a little bit. It takes you out of your comfort zone. And from his first note, when he comes in, you're like, oh, it's not exactly on the beat. It's a little off kilter. Right. It's not consumable. You have to consider it every single step of the way. And it's exactly how I feel about this whiskey mm -hmm. um, in that it's not, uh, if you take it at face value, you'll have a great time. Sure. It's a 21-year-old whiskey. But if you really it's inquire deep, deeply. But as you let it come over you and you let it kind of uh, uh, do its thing over the course of its time, and yeah. you give it its time, its due time, then it gives you a whole other experience. And yes, it is challenging sometimes. It's not the happiest of moments, but it's not exactly sad. And it does, the pace that it moves is actually quicker than I think most people remember it. I think a lot of people have this song in their head as a almost a dirge, but it's not. It's just this haunting, moving right. push. And I feel that same way with this 21-year-old. I think a lot of people expect it to rest on its laurels, that it's just going to kind of happen to you. But it doesn't. It, it comes in, it, it makes you reckon with it, and you have to think about it. I love that. Can I make love to this bottle? You just made it sound like the sexiest whiskey I've ever heard of. It is the sexiest whiskey you've ever heard of. <laughs> <laughs> it is that. I'm glad that it's paired with this. Belvany, Portwood, 21. Jeff Buckley, Hallelujah. strong 
proof You saw her bathing on the roof Her beauty and the moonlight overthrew you She tied you to her kitchen chair And she broke your throne and she cut your hair And from your lips she drew the hallelujah 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 Well baby I've been here before I've seen this room and I've walked this floor, you know I used to live alone before I knew you And I've seen your flag on the marble arch And love is not a victory march It's a cold and it's a broken hallelujah 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 time when you let me know what's really going on below but now you never show that to me do you but remember when I moved in you and the holy dove was moving too and every breath we drew is hallelujah It's a cold and it's a broken heart 